Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. On the Orion Fuel and Downstairs Convenience Store's guest line, truly sets beyond convenience. Let's talk to uh, NFL agent David Cantor. He joins us here. David, good morning. Thanks for your time. Good morning. Good morning. I want to wish uh, Amber a speedy recovery, by the way, before we go any further. Ah, that is nice of you. Yes, yes. We uh, She checked in with us yesterday. She's doing really great, and uh, that's nice of you to say. Thank you for mentioning that. So, Absolutely. My pleasure. We uh, we got the NFL League year is starting soon. We got the franchise tags, which have to be – tonight's the deadline for franchise tags, correct? 4 p.m., yes. Is there is there anyone who has not been tagged? Like, we saw Kirk Cousins yesterday, okay? He got the big franchise tag. It's the first time ever that a quarterback has been tagged two years in a row. Is is there going to be any surprises by this afternoon as far as the franchise tags are concerned that maybe you're hearing around the league? Well, I mean, I guess the one thing, you know, that everybody's talking about is the corner out of Houston, but I'm still believing that he won't be tagged. I, mean, I think that Houston's got too much money tied up in Brock Osweiler, and then they have Davion Clowney's negotiation coming up. Obviously, J.J. Watt, if he can go out and have another great year, is probably going to want more money. So, you know, teams are going to get younger, and the fact that this year's corner class is probably the deepest in history uh, is always going to help and and put a guy like that on the free agent market. None of these releases yesterday, Darrell Revis, Adrian Peterson, none of those are a surprise to you? No, not at all. Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously the Adrian Peterson thing was coming for a long time. There was even rumors of it last year. Uh, and a restructure was done a couple of years ago, and you know certainly 17 million a year for the running back position is, is ludicrous, and uh, and he won't see anywhere near that in the market. So what will a guy like Peterson command? I mean, teams are still going to be really interested in him, right? Yeah, I mean, I think that you know obviously when he's healthy, you know he's as dynamic a player as there is at the running back position, uh, but you sort of have to build your offense around him. And then the next question becomes is you know with the injury history, obviously he's not a guy that has you know played through multiple seasons consecutively. I mean last year he only had 37 touches. So and he was averaging, you know, like less than I think 2 yards a carry. So he wasn't the same guy last year. He's also 31 years old. He's got more wear and tear on his body. So it's going to have to be a contract that's commensurate with someone that maybe goes and gets 200 250 touches a year if you're lucky and if you're not, you have to be able to escape it. So a lot of per game roster bonuses uh, you know, and play time incentive. Well, what about Revis, though? Because you're right about everything you're saying for Peterson, uh, that he, he was only getting a couple yards of carry, but it was only for a couple of games that we got to see last year. Revis, he's healthy the entire year and clearly is not the guy that he was. Yeah, and I think that that's part part of it is, is just a horrible Jets team that he was on, right? You know, they, they certainly looked lost at times. I guess there was some dysfunction uh, between the defense and the offense, as you can expect when the offense isn't moving the ball and all, all the drama with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, you know, he's still Darrell Revis. He still commands attention. Teams still do shy away from him occasionally. I mean, obviously, I think people will target him more and more. But, again, another guy that's 31 years old, um, the play has certainly declined, you know, major drop-off in, in numbers comparatively. 
he's become a better tackler as he's gotten older. He's become more aggressive in tackling, which is always good to see. And so there's always a possibility that he can move to like the nickel slate, the nickel safety position. I know that some people have talked about him, you know, being a free safety. I don't know that that's him. I don't know that, that he's ever played that position anywhere and that the instincts would be there. That's a tough adjustment to go back from, you know, the Island to the middle of the field and, and be covering the hashes in the deep third and things like that. And obviously, you know, I represent a pretty good older safety in Eric Weddle. So I know the position really well, but there'll still be interested in him again. What's the price. In other words, can you get a Darrell Revis to play for maybe two or three or 4 million? And maybe you can this year because he's already on the books for six million with the Jets, and that'll equal ten million a year. And I'm sure not many people would turn that down. But then does next year, you know, does next year come down to two or three million at age 32, 33, or does he say, hey, look what Brent Grimes is making? You know, he's the same age as me, and I need to be getting you know eight, nine million a year plus the six I'm already getting. And if that's the case, you know, you're probably going to find less and less buyers. Talking with agent. Mr. Cantor over here, speaking of safeties. Is that because you forgot his first name? Is that what you just did David there? Cantor. Oh, okay, good. You said no. Mr. I was like, maybe he forgot his first name. Come on, no, bro. No, no, no. no, no, no. Okay. I, I know. I'm definitely not a Mr. Cantor well ever. Yeah, my boss, my boss. I don't even think I'm Mr. Cantor to my kids, but that's all different. That's really. funny. Uh, speaking of Whittle in the safety position, what do you make of Eric Berry's deal? I mean, it's unbelievable. I actually text message. First of all, one, you know, Eric and Eric Berry are, are very close and, and good friends, and you know, we support him tremendously. Sean Smith, one of my other clients, played with him, you know, during the whole cancer thing. And, right. and very strong T-shirts were all sent out. It's just really, it, it really is a Disney movie. Are right? you shocked? I mean, the, Are you shocked no, that the Chiefs gave no, this? No, not at all. No, no, not at all, actually. You know, he's everything you want in a human being, everything you want in a football player. And if you're going to reward someone in your organization, what better example to reward than a guy like that, a guy that's overcome the hurdle of, you know, having cancer and obviously, you know, hits close to home for us with Amber and, and us with my family, with my wife's best friend having passed away, you know, two years ago from it. And, and certainly, obviously it affects everyone everywhere. Cancer, you know, certainly is, is the worst illness that you can think of to watch someone deteriorate and die. And so for a guy to be able to go through chemo and go through recovery, come back, have an incredible year like he had last year, deal with the issues of the franchise tag, play under the pressure of the one-year deal, and then get rewarded by the team with a record-breaking six-year deal, I just couldn't be happier for the guy. And honestly, I actually text messaged John Dorsey and said, hey, man, congratulations. What a great win-win. And I think it's a great thing. I think it's a good thing for the sport. I think it's a good thing for the Chiefs and, and the fans. David, and you me... know and I know, a six-year deal doesn't mean it's a six-year deal. Right, but, right, right. Yeah. I wanted to know how friendly the details were for the organization as opposed to, to Eric. Uh, you know what? I haven't gotten it. It said $40 million in guarantees. Oof. And just to give you a comparison, when we set the record for Eric Weddle back in 2011, so, you know, six seasons ago, really seven because we're coming off the, the, the uncapped year and the first every year in the new salary cap, his total deal was 40 million over five. Uh, it was a, wow. it was an 8 million average per year. And now you're looking at Eric Berry at 13 million average per year. I think two things have happened. One, the emphasis on having a really good safety and you saw it with the dolphins last year, they didn't have a good safety once Rashad Jones got hurt. You know, a guy like that, a major factor safety, so to speak, not that Michael Thomas isn't a great player and Kenyon Rambo can play great. And, you know, obviously Issa Kadu Abdul, uh, Abdul when he was healthy was, was solid, not spectacular. 
Um, but, you know, having a Weddle, having a Berry, having an Earl Thomas, and Seattle, too, this year struggled. Having those type of impact players, Harrison Smith on Minnesota, you know, that's a big difference maker. And I think that that also plays into how much money you started to see at the safety position with, you know, Tyron Matthews' deal, McCourty's deal, Harrison Smith's deal, and obviously now Eric Berry's deal. All right, David, I got three minutes left here, but but two questions I want to make sure that we hit on here, Dolphins related. Okay, let's, let's goodness gracious. Let, let's start out here since Eric Berry, let's relate it to Eric Berry, okay? He gets the big deal from the Chiefs. What does that mean? Uh you know, you know, play play the role, I guess, uh, of you know, if you were in this spot, Rashad Jones, okay, you're his agent, let's say. And like what uh, what does Eric Berry's deal mean for the Dolphins and Rashad Jones now? Well, Rashad Jones isn't an unrestricted free agent, so the leverage is, is nowhere near what, obviously, Eric Berry had with and, and with a team you know, that was coming at him trying to get a new deal. He's also an older player. He's also coming off of a season-ending injury, and I think he, you know, he had a major shoulder surgery, correct? Right, so, yes, yes. But I guess, the, I guess the point being, because remember, he was considering holding out before last year. Like, he kind of, you know, they're in a spot where, like, he wants his money, I guess. Yeah, and he deserves it. I mean, he's an incredibly good, uh, incredible player. He did a deal that was, you know, at the time probably just at the market on an extension. It wasn't a big record-breaking deal. It wasn't anything spectacular. You know, it was, I think, a $30 million over four. You know, put him right in the middle of the market for the higher-paid guys. And obviously, certainly, you know, he's worthy of an extension. I would say, if I'm the Miami Dolphins, we got a lot of other problems that we got to worry about first. You know, we'll get to Rashad down the line, and I think that they will. I think they'll take care of him. I think Dolphins organization, you know, has showed that they've turned the corner and that they're taking care of their own. Look what they did with Cam Wake. Now, what does Antonio Brown's deal mean for Jarvis Landry this offseason? I've said every single time I've bumped into Jarvis and every single time I've talked to Adam Gase about him and every single time I've watched him become the incredible football player that he is since my client Phil McGagan drafted him when he was here at the Miami Dolphins and, and now fills with the Buffalo Bills, uh, that Jarvis Landry deserves to be the highest-paid offensive player on the Miami Dolphins from a from a positional standpoint other than the quarterback. So that would be the target. You know, I mean, his statistics, his numbers are unbelievable. You know, obviously you would like him to score more touchdowns, but that's probably more opportunities in the red zone and play calling um, than it is ability. You know, you look at him, same similar height to, to you know, 5'11", 200-pound Antonio Brown-type guy and catches 90-plus balls every year. You know, obviously I don't represent him, but if I did, I'd be shooting for the highest-paid player in NFL history, and, and then that deal will get beaten by an Odell Beckham Jr. All right, David, excellent job. Thanks a lot, man. Anytime. Thanks, guys. That's David Cantor right there, NFL agent. Golly, highest paid player in Outside Tannehill. Well, well and, and, and highest paid for Landry, highest paid uh, on the Dolphins outside Tannehill. That's what he's saying, that he right, will likely he end up being. just also finalized that thing up with the highest paid player in NFL history. I think he meant wide receivers, and then that, and then that Odell Beckham will right, eventually ODB, top ODB, that. Yeah, yeah. Right. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.